good morning and welcome to a Saturday morning, July the 16th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And we are delighted you've joined us again for another Saturday morning study of God's Word. Uh, this morning, Pastor tells me we're going to be in Proverbs 31. I'm sure that most of you are uh, somewhat, if not very familiar with that passage. It's the virtuous woman passage. Yes. And uh, while there's a lot of good information in there on on uh, the ideal woman uh, for practical purposes, uh, there's also uh, a second application to Proverbs 31. Um, the pastor is of the school of thought that, that uh, most, if not everything, in the Old Testament is merely a picture of, or a foreshadowing of, a New Testament Christ, New Testament Jesus Christ, and or the church. And, and Proverbs 31 ladies and gentlemen, is no different, but I'm not going to steal Pastor's thunder on it. I'm going to let him tell you more about it right now. Pastor, uh, what uh, what about that second application, Proverbs 31? Okay, I think I think that the application there is, is a uh, prophetic picture of what the Church of Jesus Christ is supposed to be like. I heard a long time ago is that the... Uh, that the new is in the old concealed and the old is in the new revealed. That's right. And that's probably how you should look at many things in the Old Testament. Proverbs 31, one of my favorite Proverbs years ago, when I was in Bible college, a teacher named Dr. Wendell Evans told a class that I was in that if you want wisdom, you read one chapter of the Proverbs every day of the month. So there's 31 days in some months and 30 in others. And so uh, at the end of it, you'd have to read two or three chapters. Okay. Well, on a 30-day on a month, uh -huh. you have to double up. That's know? right. That's right. And uh, I'm in the Proverbs like that even to this day. The reason I like Proverbs 31 is because what you said. I think it's the picture of... The New Test, what the New Testament church should be like. And let's start off with verse 1. It says, The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. Now, wait a minute. Who was King Lemuel? You can go all the way through the Bible. You'll only find King Lemuel mentioned once. Huh. And, and that's in the book of Proverbs chapter 31. Why is that? Why is that? Because the word Lemuel, and by the way, this the, the author of this is, is God himself, but the penman was Solomon. These are the Proverbs of Solomon. Lemuel is a word that means belonging to God. And so when the mother of Solomon, who was Bathsheba, yeah. um, uh, actually said this to him, and he wrote it down, and it was all under the inspiration and guidance 
of God. So the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him, what my son and what the son of my womb and what the son of my vows. And then he goes, she goes on to say uh, from, from verses three on to verse through verse nine, uh, she goes on to tell him the rules for ruling. And then she comes to this in verse 10. She says, who can find a virtuous woman? Now, why would she ask Solomon or King Lemuel that question? Well, there's a lot of history involved in that. Well, there is. Yeah, there sure is. <laughs> there sure is. Do you know that uh, uh, Solomon had 400 wives and 300 concubines? What was a concubine? For those that are not familiar with that terminology. A woman that you use for sex that isn't your wife. Oh, okay. A mistress. A mistress. That's right. And you'll find that in First Kings chapter 1, verses, chapter 11. I mean, verses 1 through 3. And uh, so Lemuel was indeed Solomon. And here's why she called him Lemuel. It was Solomon's pet name. Is it her nickname for him? Yeah. Yeah. And why? Well, because understand this, that uh, Solomon, I mean, that, that Bathsheba had had a son yeah. by David yeah. who lived only seven days. That's right. Wow. And so Solomon would be a very precious to her. Oh, indeed. Yeah, that's for sure. And so 400... 400 wives and 300 concubines. Well, that, that's, that's seven. Kind of, but, but those kind of numbers, it's no wonder she told him in verse 3, give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. Wouldn't you think that that much pantyhose hanging on the... Oh, boy. What did, and by the way, we don't know that he had all 700 of those at the same time. We don't know. It was, may have been uh, throughout his history. But by the, by the same token, where would you keep 700 women? I, 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 don't, I don't think the palace I, was that big, I honestly. I don't know, Dad. Yeah. And I, wouldn't even, I couldn't even fathom it. Yeah, yeah, with all those pantyhose hanging up, drying up. I'm, yeah. they, did, they didn't have But that's a picture, you know. So, uh, so, so when she used Lemuel, belonging to God, it was her pet name. By the way... Um, uh, my mother always called me little man. Now you listen here, little man. She always got, that was a pet name she had for me. And by the way, uh, my grandmother used to call my father her baby man. And because he was the youngest of, of five boys in the family. And so uh, that's who Lemuel is at Solomon. These are the Proverbs of Solomon. And then, um, give not thy strength to women. That's it. And then she goes down to say, who can find a virtuous woman? Now, yeah, in verse 10. Yeah, in verse 10. Now, why would she say that? Well, because she has history herself of being 
a bit on the non-virtuous side. She, uh, but I don't think that was totally her fault. She was no. taken by David. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, afraid she, to say no to the king. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And by the way, that king had Bathsheba's husband killed at that time. Uriah. Killed. Uriah the Hittite. Yeah. Uriah. Yeah. So anyway, so this cover up the pregnancy. I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah. So anyway, so that's that's a little background. Um, so let's go into uh, the rest of the book and we'll go verse by verse. And I'm going to give you an outline where the words all begin with the letter R. I just love oh, to alliterate, don't you? Can't you? help it, can't you? Yeah, I just can't help it. It's it's a it's a habit. <laughs> it's a good habit. But it helps me to, to remember. It helps others they, to learn. Too. Yeah, I hope so. And so who can find a virtuous virtuous woman? For it's verse 10, for her her price is far above rubies. That's her regard. This is how a virtuous woman should be regarded. She, her price is far above rubies. Then it says here, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her. Well, she's reliable. She's responsible. She's a virtuous woman. Yeah. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. Uh, by the way, is that the way we're living in the church of Jesus Christ today? Is our price far above rubies? Right now? Yeah. Um, if we would just stop chasing social justice and yep. get back to attending to souls, like yep. somebody I heard recently say, yep. Yep. then yes, we could. our price might be far above rubies then. And that's right. But by the way, um, you know, uh, the church is called the body of Christ in the book of uh, in the book of Galatians, I think, and and called the bride of Christ in uh, Revelation uh, chapter twenty one. And so that's us. Yeah. We are supposed to be the virtuous woman, and here's how do we be the virtuous woman? It says, "The heart of her husband does safely trust in her." The husband is almost never mentioned here, but it's always with how that husband trusts that virtuous woman. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her uh, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Now that talks about her reputation. Look at verse 29. Many daughters have done it virtuously but thou excellest them all. Isn't that something? Well, who's talking about? That's pretty high praise. Yes, it is for the church. Then he says in verse 13, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willing with her hands. She's responsible. She has a high regard. She has a good reputation. She's industrious. She's reliable. And she is responsible. Yeah, industrious is another word for it. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, she's she's responsive, responsible. Oh, by the way, verse 13 says pretty much the same thing. 
let's see, verse 13, verse 15, pretty, she, it says, she riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. Isn't that something? Takes care of the family and the staff. Shit, that's exactly what she was doing. Yeah. What a woman. Can you imagine that? Is, by the way, is that the way we are in the Church of Jesus Christ today? Are we taking care of our family? Are, are we, we taking, taking care of the staff? Are we taking care of the body of Christ? Yeah. Are we take, taking care to build the body of Christ by going soul winning? Yeah, and that's, that's something else. Uh, and that's what she did. Let's see, verse... Um, um, Verse 14, we didn't read that. She is like the merchant's ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She's resourceful. Verse 15, she rises also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. And we've read that. And that's it, 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 it amazes me how much um, this applies to the body of Christ the church and yet we don't even look at it that way and that and that troubles me and uh, and if we fall short in so many ways and there are so few churches kurt anymore that are the virtuous woman and that's the, true that's the truth um i can only recommend in this our area if and, and i'm not going to tell you exactly where we are but uh, but uh, in our area, in the tri what they call the Tri-County area, uh, there is well over a quarter of a million people. And there are churches all over the place. But there's only three that I could ever recommend to anybody. Um, and uh, and that, that troubles me. Um, my wife and I are members of one of those churches. We have a great pastor. Uh, and a great people, and they're just like this virtuous woman uh, as much as is humanly possible, okay? So uh, this, this is an important proverb. It says here, verse 16, she considereth the field and buyeth it with the fruit of her hands. She planteth a vineyard. It talks about her being resourceful. I mean, she doesn't sit on her hands. Right. She makes sure that everything is taken care of, that the house is uh, is well supplied uh, with everything that that is needed, and uh, that is her. Uh, that is why she's held in such high regard. Yeah. All right, so um, she is resourceful. Then verse seventeen says, "She girdeth her loins with strength." and strengtheneth her arms. That tells you that she's ready for anything. She takes care of herself. That's, and she takes care of herself, that's for sure. So he's right. So church, why are we not ready to, to do the things which God has commanded us to do, not recommended, but... What would be the equivalent for the church of girding its loins with strength well uh preaching the word studying the word 
practicing the word, all of those things. And that's how you get strength. Remember, and, and strengtheneth her arms. What, what, what's the equivalent of that for the church? It's hard work pays off. No pain, no, no gain. gain. And that's true. That, uh, and I also think that indicates that every member, every one of her members is, uh, is in use for the good of her husband, which is the type of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's, that's the way we ought to be. Do we have strengthened arms? I mean, are we ready uh, to do those things which God has commanded? Um, uh, I will tell you this, Curtis, you and I uh, went to some very, very good churches. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And and uh, they were Baptist churches. And uh, they, a couple of them were. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. Uh, the ones I'm thinking of were. Uh, one was there in, in uh, Indiana that we went yeah. to. Giant church. Yeah. And the reason it was giant church is because they made themselves ready. They strengthened their arms. They went out, and, and you know that I did this every week on Saturday, and I made door-to-door -door calls with the gospel. You remember that? I do. Yeah. And we built a bus route from, from oh, 12, 13 people to 35, 40 people that ride the road the bus and, come and came to, uh, to church. And that's because we strengthened our arms. We learned about what we should do, and we do it. And and it's as simple as that. Sadly, the leadership in our churches are not so. It's not happening. We went to a church in this county where we're sitting now, which when we went there after Bible college and I was on the staff, uh, they had an average attendance of 1,200 people. Yeah. Curtis, 1,200 people. We had a high day uh, of once of 1,800 people. And you know, the sanctuary only sat 800 people. Well, where did the rest of them go? Well, we had Sunday school rooms. Uh, we had uh, um, an annex. We had a school uh, building out back where we had Sunday school classes. And it was growing, uh, growing and growing. Now, 1,800 people. The last time I heard that church, which will remain nameless, is running less than 100 people average. They didn't make themselves ready. They didn't keep themselves ready. They, they wandered off into legalism. Um, and uh, and that's, that's a shame. Uh, no one can keep the law of God. You, you just can't. That's why Jesus Christ came uh, to give his ransom give himself a ransom for all for Jesus Christ, who um, said the Bible says he, he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And, and Jesus Christ did all that for us. Now, why is it then that we wouldn't make ourselves ready? Why is it that we wouldn't strengthen our, uh, our, our physical, our, excuse me, our spiritual arms and feet. It's because we're too busy trying to be friends with the world instead of doing what we're supposed to do. That's right. That's right. We're too busy saying, well, you know, what's wrong with homosexuals in the church? You know, mm -hmm. being pastors and 
lay people. And, That's right. And Sunday school teachers. What's wrong with that? Yeah. They're people too. Yeah, they're people too. And they need to be saved. Yes, but it's scripturally, it's incorrect. And it's forbidden, according to scripture, mm -hmm. for them to be in those positions. Yet we still do it because we're trying to virtue signal that we, we understand. We, we want the world to know that we understand. We're, we're, we're trying to be inclusive. Yeah. 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 I, I would say to those people with regard to how they, how they uh, treat those people uh, to Romans chapter one, verses 17 and following that it talks about lesbianism and homosexuality. And these are people that, that have rejected God's word. They're reprobates. They're called in Romans chapter one. It's not that I dislike them. It's not that I hate them. It's that th this is what they are and should not be. Well, they're rebelling against God's master plan for mankind. That's it's, exactly it's, right. And it's an egregious error. It's a yep. sin. Yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's exactly right. So, But we're too busy coddling and, and playing to the world. That's why we're not. And, and pandering to it. That's right. That's right. And uh, so uh, we've, we've gone to, uh, there's a church that I went to when I was growing up, man, had thousands of people going there. I got saved there when I was 11 and wow, what a preacher. We had a great preacher. And uh, I have several of his booklets here. As those of you who, uh, who, well, I'm not going to go into detail. His name was Bruce W. Dunn and he's, he was just a fantastic preacher. But now that church has a TV ministry, which means, oh, we've got to have a 12 piece band and they do. Oh, while we're singing up here, we got to have, we're, we're entertaining you and we have to jump up and down and raise our hands. And, and, and we have 15 to 20 minutes of that stuff. And not, uh, unless it's mentioned in the songs, nothing about the word of God. You're not making the people ready. You're making them respond to entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Holy mackerel. We're getting a lot out of this Proverbs 31, aren't we? Yes. Okay. Let's go to verse 18. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. When you're doing the right thing as a church, it shows. That's right. And you and you, you you'll feel good about it. That's right. Um, you know it, it's it's not supposed to be. <clears throat> you're not supposed to be hand in hand with the world. Yeah. You're supposed to be hand in heart with God. Yeah. And when it says she perceiveth, it means she recognizes this fact. She recognizes that that her merchandise is good. How does she recognize that? Because, you know, because the husband, Christ, yeah, pays her compliments and says, "Honey, I sure do love you. You're the best." <laughs> yep, that's and, right. And and that's the that's the kind of relationship it should be. And churches aren't getting that anymore because they're not. They're not doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And the husband does not safely trust in her anymore. Yeah. 
Christ is not is not trusting the church a that's, lot. That's what happens. Yeah. And that's what happens in our churches. Proverbs 31, you need to live in it. Live by it. Then it says in verse 19, it says, She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. Yeah. And that's a reference to using the tools that you've been given. Recon what are they? You've got to recognize the them. word of God. Are you using it properly? That's exactly right. Okay. The word of God. And the Holy Spirit of God, which That's dwells right. in you once you get saved. That's right. And so it's as simple as that. And for the book of Proverbs chapter 31 is telling us this very thing. And so we need to recognize these things. Then it says here in verse 20, it says, she stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Well, that's self-explanatory. Wow. She stretches out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. That's pure religion and undefiled, folks. That really is. When we had a Sunday school bus route, and you remember it, Kurt, in West Peoria, we had... 40 to 50 kids every Sunday to take them into Sunday school. And 80% of those were kids who were considered living in poor families in bad conditions. Wow. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. I'm afraid that people who are wealthy take advantage of being in a church and they think that they should run the show because they've got this, they're the boss of this and, and on and on it goes. I'm afraid that that's the way it's happening. And, and, uh, and the reason we're doing this today is just to bring these things to light, not to bellyache about somebody, but just to t tell you, this is what the Bible says in verse 21. It says this, she is not afraid of the snow for her household. All her household are clothed with scarlet. When the inclement stuff comes, the persecution. Yes. She, the church is ready. She's made herself ready. She's clothed them with scarlet. That's right. So they don't have to worry about That's it. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and by the way, scarlet was a very, very precious material back in the Old Testament times. That's, that was, and that it was, it was scarlet color. And verse 22 is, is basically a backup of that. Oh, you're getting ahead of me, aren't you? Isn't this fun to get ahead well, of me? Well, I'm trying to keep you on in time. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to keep you All in right. the time frame. Okay. Okay. So I said, uh, um, and I like verse 21 because it says she is not afraid of the snow for her household. Right. Snow can be an ugly thing. You know, you can't, if it snows too hard, it's hard. Even if you got a good sleigh and horses uh, that, where you're not going to go anyplace and you're confined. And, and uh, so she's not afraid of the snow for her household. Why? Because they're all clothed with scarlet because they're all uh, taken care of. And 
that ought to be our job for the church. We need to take care of everybody in our purview. And, uh, and that's our job. And that's, that's how you can be a virtuous woman. Then it says here in verse 22, it says here, her husband is known By in the, way, that's, that's verse 23. 23? Yeah, 22 is she makes, she makes herself, herself covering, covering of, tap. of tapestry. Her oh, and her, is silk and purple. Yeah, purple is a, is a royal color. Right. Yeah, that's that's what it was. She maketh herself covering of tapestry. She, she takes care of herself so that she can be responsible for all of her other duties. Um, we ought to have family devotions. We ought to have personal devotions. We ought to get in our basement like I do three or four times a day and i'm not i'm not anything i'm not better four than times you a day. you're down there more than that yeah and i go down there to be in the word of god so that i can prepare myself and uh, so um she maketh herself coverings of tapestry her clothing is silk and purple boy she is resplendent a virtuous woman she is resplendent Okay, let's um, let's close this episode and we'll take a break and we'll come back in just a few minutes.